Welcome back to Eve Talks. We're joined by Luke Higgins. Uh, thanks, Luke, for taking thanks, the time to, to come in. How's everything going? Good. Yeah. Last few weeks of school. So yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, how are you enjoying the weather? Yeah. I'm happy that it's finally starting to get hot. This is yeah. always the way it happens. Like the last two weeks of school, suddenly all the sun comes out and it's like, wow, this is what we've been waiting for the entire <laughs> yeah. year. So. Yeah. I wish it was kind of like this all year round. So, but you know, Williams is mainly, mainly winter, winter exactly. town. Um, so yeah, uh, just start out, let's start off by talking about, uh, where and yeah. when you worked at a particular place. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I think the most exciting thing that I've done, uh, is I worked at Capital G last summer, which is Google's late stage investment fund. Most people know Google Ventures, but Capital G is the later stage investment fund, they've done investments in like Airbnb, in Lyft, and Stripe, and Snapchat, so, like, later stage companies, and I was doing that last summer for my like junior year summer internship. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about Capital G? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a relatively new company, and because of that, it's pretty small at this point. It's about 30 people. It's split between two, two teams that work very well together, but they're, they're separate teams. You have the investment team and the growth team. So the investment team does all of the, the due diligence on, on companies that they're thinking about investing in, the same way that most investment funds operate and then the growth team is essentially capital G's value add to the companies that they invest in so whenever the companies have an issue whether that be in talent management in like the design of their website in search engine optimization all these different things they come to capital G and the growth team figure out kind of how to use or leverage Google's resources i.e. their employees essentially to help those companies solve those problems it's a really effective model um, and the portfolio companies are tremendously happy with the service that Capital yeah. G provide. Yeah, that sounds like a great opportunity. So, can you walk us through like sort of how you managed to secure yeah, the internship? For sure. Um, so it was the first time that Capital G had done an internship. I think partly just because of how young the company was. They before this year or that year, they hadn't really had the resources or or, or really kind of figured out where they could integrate an intern into their like. Everyday, everyday operations. But I was speaking to various alums at, at Google in the September before, so this is my, my junior fall. Um, I was speaking to various alums at that point at Google, and I was just trying to get a sense of like where I could fit in, because I, I knew I wanted to do a, a business-type internship in tech, and it's just like, it's rather difficult to find those internships. That there's, there's not, there's, there's many around, but there's so much competition for them, it's hard to kind of figure out where you can fit in. And especially, I hadn't had like any marketing internships or, I don't know, sales jobs or anything like this, which maybe would have given me the upper hand. Right. So I was trying to talk to different Williams alums at the time and be like, okay, here's what I'm really interested in, or here's what I've done. Where do you think I could like fit in? Right. And fortunately, I ended up speaking to this wonderful alum called Gretchen Howard. Um, and we had loads of phone calls, I'm not sure, maybe like five or five or more phone calls. Um, and we weren't even talking about like jobs at this point. We were just talking about tech, we were talking about the startup scene in San Francisco, what it's like to, to run a new venture fund, uh, business at Williams, like the entrepreneurial like network that we were trying to figure out how to build mm -hmm. at that time, the alumni network. We were just having like really nice conversations. And at that point, I really wasn't thinking about like an internship at Capital G because I just thought it was way too out there. I was like, there's no chance that 
this could even like ever be a possibility for me. Um, but eventually, there was a, a one point Gretchen just said, "Hey, I'm I'm thinking about trialing an internship program, and essentially, would you like to be the guinea pig uh, in a, like a nice way?" And I was like, "Of course, I want to be the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I'm 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 more than willing to, to to do anything to to kind of see if that could work out." And yeah. it was such a great opportunity. It really came out of nowhere, and I'm so thankful for for her willingness to take that risk and and kind of start this internship program, because indeed it it could have gone completely wrong. She could have like completely misjudged who I was, and I yeah, could yeah. not have been useful. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm so thankful for her for t taking that risk and and saying like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll trust this this young person, and we'll try our internship program on that. And fortunately, it's now. It, it went so well in that summer that they decided to make it like a formal internship program. And now I think for the foreseeable future, they'll be recruiting interns for that yeah. position. So that's super great. exciting. I mean, you're sort of a pioneer in, in that regard, I guess. Um, so I guess, you know, upon sort of, I guess, receiving that offer, accepting it, mm -hmm. what were some of your concerns, I guess, uh, in going into a position you, you noted yeah. before that you were kind of scared, like you didn't know if you had the qualifications sure. and things like that. Um, and there might be other like logistical things like housing mm -hmm. or things like that. Like what, what sort of... Yeah, I mean, of, of course the first thought is like an imposter syndrome where you're like, how on earth did I, did I get this yeah. position? Like, am I even remotely qualified? Do I have any skills that they could use? Like, what am I gonna like add to this company? I'm just gonna sit around like doing nothing all day? Yeah. Like, what, like what am I gonna be doing? So. There were certainly quite a few frantic emails where I was like, how can I prepare? Like, what can I read? Like, should I like do read diligence on this company and this company? Like, how should I, how can I like best spend my next few months after I got the offer preparing for the summer? And in reality, like, there wasn't too much that, that I, I could do yeah. at, at, at that point. And they made that very clear that they weren't making me do loads of extra work beforehand and be prepared. They were just like, don't worry, like, We'll, we'll figure it out when you get here. There'll be plenty of work to do. Um, don't don't worry about doing extra stuff. So that kind of calmed my nerves yeah. on on that front. Although I was still in the back of my head thinking, okay, like, how can I prepare for this? Like, yeah. I, I don't know what <laughs> what can I be doing. Like, I don't want to just turn up. You know, okay, so what am I doing? Yeah. Um, so I I kind of took it upon myself to make sure I knew as much as I could about all the companies in the portfolio because a lot of them. Most of them are in the public light. Right. Um, a lot of them have been covered by various like articles and stuff, so you can read a lot. So I made sure I was up to date on like what these companies were doing, whether they were moving into new places and like international offices and things like this. And like Snapchat is obviously very popular, so make sure you're just like on top of the easy things that you can do, mm. um, so that when I got to the company, I could kind of integrate with like the lingo of the company. I think that's really important. Uh, often people come and then spend the first like four weeks figuring out like what all of these yeah. acronyms that everyone's using mean and like when they're talking about this company and like oh yeah like the CEO of this company's bad like like what's the history behind like the, those like offhand remarks right. it's really useful to kind of have that knowledge in the back of your mind going into it just so you're like you can hit the ground running when, yeah. when you get there um, but on the other side of course there are all these like logistical things so I was like San Francisco's like super expensive to find housing. I was like, how am I going to do this? And, and at first I was kind of like scoping around to see if there's any like people in my grade and stuff who maybe knew people who 
had like a spare house, or even if they had not a spare house, but like a spare room, yeah. <laughs> um, or even if they had a spare room, and and it kind of worked that way. I ended up speaking to one person who put me into an email chain of like a book club in San Francisco, and then it was like, hey, here's what we're reading this week, and also there's this guy who is looking for housing in San Francisco. <laughs> Anybody know any space? Um, and then suddenly somebody popped up and was like, hey, yeah, like we have this, this room that we're thinking about renting out on Airbnb, would you like to try it? Um, so once again, I was a guinea pig for these people yeah, <laughs> in yeah, this yeah. Airbnb. Um, and it was a lovely family that I ended up staying with. It was a, compared to what I, I heard from other, um, like Google interns, it was, I had a good deal. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to live with a family. I, I think often it's so hard to find housing in San Francisco that people end up going on like Craigslist and things like this and and and, and like those things can be effective and they can be pretty useful but they can also I don't know that I've heard horror stories yeah. of, of people not yeah. having as much luck um, these things so I'm really blessed that I, I, I had the opportunity to stay with a family um, and to figure that out and yeah and of course there's like added things for international students that you have to make sure like the visas in order and you've got all these like OPT like things that you have to to make sure and check but the college is like really good and, and on top of that so you right. as long as you just tell like the uh, international dean that you're doing this internship then she's like okay you need like xyz and it, it all figures itself out so there was a lot of immediate stress like oh god like i don't want anything to to, to go wrong and it figures itself out yeah like, it was good makes sense yeah, I can, I can attest to the San Francisco yeah, housing I'm dilemma. Sure. Uh, yeah, and Craigslist is not, not the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it works, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I, also heard times where it hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I've called, like, I want to say, like, 20 people already, and mm -hmm. just not 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 finding the same, <laughs> the same <laughs> yeah, one, right. but figured out. Um, so, yeah, no, this sounds like a great experience. So, can you walk us through sort of what, like, a day-to-day -day experience would look like a capital G? Yeah, um... It might be useful to take a step back. So, most Google internships are structured in a way where you have one project that lasts the entire time, and then a few like sub projects, and that's kind of how you're evaluated. And then for normal, they're called bold interns. Um, that's how they they kind of judge: Are we going to give you a return offer? Are you going to come back next year? Do we not want you? And so on. But because I was the first one with capital G. And I, I was part of this bold program. We they they were they had done a good job on like integrating me into the bold program, but we wasn't sure how they're gonna like fit that model. Mm -hmm. um, and so, at the beginning, we had we tried to do these these big projects, or that they tried to say like, oh here's a project that you're gonna do for the entire time, and it turns out that it, it took me like like oh, two weeks to like to get it, to get it done, yeah. and and it was just like because it was the first time we had the internship, it was like we just none of us really know how to calculate how much time things would take. Right. And so after we determined that maybe that regular model wouldn't work as well, I essentially became, uh, like it, it was a super privileged position. I, I was like the right hand man to anybody like on, on the teams, like both investment team and growth team. So I was doing, I don't know, anything from like, website analytics to like uh, coordinating between portfolio companies and Google employees, setting up phone calls, like leading phone calls and leading conversations between Google employees and portfolio companies. I was like doing research on, or diligence as it's called, on 
on different companies that we were thinking about investing in um, when the investment team didn't have enough time to do that. Uh, I was trying to research different people that we could have for an event that we were planning, like a like a, a, a big event where you kind of invite different VCs in and different companies and so on. So I was doing all that stuff, and, and essentially what it became was like, no single day was the same as the next, and that made it super exciting. Like, I, I would come in, and I speak to my, my, uh, my, my diet report was, was Therese, and she would say like, okay, like, here's what we got today, like, a bit, a bit of a change from yesterday, yeah. but like, here's what the main project is for today, and I would do that. And it was really independent. They they put a lot of trust in me, and they were like, like we know you can do this. Like yeah. just go away and do it. Um, and I would contribute work to their, to their workflow in the same way that any other employee would. Yeah. Um, and so I was really I was really happy that they were trusting me to do that because I, I know that some internships are kind of like, okay, like the intern does their work, right. and then we'll like we'll leave it to one side. But they were like integrating me into the workflow. They were making me make the presentations. I alongside the other employees who were also making these presentations, making me do research and like taking large chunks of, of, of work that, that, that really mattered for, for what they were doing, for the projects they were running, um, and trusting me to execute it well. So I, I was really happy that they that they gave me that opportunity. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, your time at Williams prepared you for sort of that environment? Yeah, I mean, in terms of like identifiable skills that's hard to say um, because I'm not quite sure what specific skills I use there except for like knowing how to use Excel and using how PowerPoint but uh, like naturally right. like you can use those things it was more an ability to learn fast mm-hmm. um, that I think Williams had equipped me well with because here we're constantly under the pressure to keep learning and, and to change our, our mode of learning and to pick up things quickly uh, and I think that was probably the most valuable thing that I added to, mm-hmm. to Capital G um, because they were just throwing all different things at me like, okay, Luke, we need this today. I need you to do investment diligence tomorrow. We need you to plan this presentation tomorrow. We need you to do this like data work today. Yeah. And, and, and all of these things, they weren't necessarily really difficult tasks in themselves, but it was a lot of just like shitting the different sides of my brain. Yeah, right? So yeah. at one point being flicking like the design switch on the next second like doing like heavy data analysis and things like that uh, and so just being willing and, and able to be dynamic in that moment was the most valuable thing that I, I took to the program and for that Williams has been incredibly useful because I given the liberal arts education that we, that we have we're forced to be very dynamic right? right and we have to be and we embrace that that's why we came here um, and so when you're in a semester and you're doing a history class and a social class and a, I don't know, environmental studies class and a math class, all of those things just by, by the nature of you having to constantly shift and adjust the way you you're thinking is preparing you for these internships. Right. For sure. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think that's key. And I think that a lot of people, I mean, it's not really clearly defined what a liberal arts education is here. Right. And a lot of people have a, different, a lot of different definitions, but what we've heard are similar mm-hmm. remarks from alumni as well is that, you know, Williams prepares you in a way that other institutions just do not prepare you. Exactly, um, and everyone takes their own route to Williams education, and, and that's and that's for sure. And honestly, that's that's what makes Williams so fantastic. But I think what's a common theme throughout everyone's education, regardless of how you decide to construct it, is that you're like 
compelled to learn how to learn quickly. Yeah. Right? And, and, and learn how to adapt and be dynamic and think forward in all different subjects, regardless of whether that's your, like, forte or not. Yeah. Um, so then one last question with capital G. Do you think that the reality of it all, like, sort of met your expectations? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Bottom line, absolutely. Um, having said that, I don't really know what my expectations were <laughs> going in. Um, I had worked in different types of investment funds before, so I was expecting something similar, um, but I'd never worked in like a late-stage quasi-private equity division. I, I'd, I'd never done that, so I wasn't quite sure how that looked like, but I, I had expectations based on conversations I'd had with alums and with like people in uh, different grades, like upper grades, uh, and so I kind of knew what to expect, but I think what I didn't expect from the internship was the uh, trajectory that it set, it set me on in terms of my career. So coming into this internship, I was thinking, okay, maybe I'm going to end up doing like a, an investment type role and maybe I'll graduate and go into a bank and, and, and do like diligence and so on. But what I found, because I was working at this late-stage VC fund, a lot of the value add that the Capital G and other similar companies have for these portfolio companies is not necessarily in, like, business analytics or strategy or, like, financial accounting and so on that, but rather it's, like, talent management. So it's helping the CEO through, like, a crisis or, or determining... Uh, what sort of things need to be addressed in terms of in terms of their talent management systems that are like currently in place, whether they need to like find a new CFO or a new CMO and so on. And and these things I hadn't necessarily been uh, made aware of in my in my previous internships. And that was the most rewarding thing because I was like, wow, like I, I really find this stuff super interesting right. and I really want to stay in this like investment space but I don't really want to do the investment side. I want to do this like talent management stuff. Right. And so for Capital G to give me that opportunity and give me that, that eye-opening experience where I'm like, wow, like this is like what I love doing in school. This is what I love thinking about. I love thinking about behavior and like organizational behavior and the way people operate and think about their work whilst they're working. And I never knew how to like apply that into a, like a, a professional setting. And then like hadn't seen that, I was like, wow, like this is, this is like where I can go now. Yeah, I was gonna ask uh, to for you to tell us the biggest lesson that you learned, but it seemed like like that was it, and you sort of weren't even expecting to yeah. sort of you know have this like major moment where you realize you know these are the things that I want to mesh into yeah. career pursuits. And 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 I think to make to make my lesson more generalizable, I I think a lot of students at Williams go into a investment fund type internships thinking the only work that you can do is like diligence on companies and Excel spreadsheets and things like that. But there's so much more that you can get from like working in an investment fund at this point in our career, because the exposure that you have to different companies and to different problems that those companies have is so much greater than necessarily just working for like one company in their sales team. Right. So from my internship at Capital G and I'm sure for many other people who are working in VC funds, you get to see such a wide variety of problems in talent management, in problems in sales, problems in marketing, and you're like trying to, to problem solve these in a really short amount of time using 
very different resources than, than what like companies would do normally. And that's the most like hands down the best lesson that you can have at this point in your career. Like realizing that you can work in an investment fund like like many other Williams alums and not necessarily just do like investment diligence. Yeah. That makes sense. Um so I mean that sort of leads into the next question is is there any advice that you would give to Williams students right now who are thinking about capital G or maybe just yeah. VC funds or even investing in general? Yeah. Um, I don't like to be a spokesperson for uh, investment type internships because I think my experience was really personal and it was pretty unique. Um, but I do really encourage people t to take the risk in acknowledging that an investment internship is not just diligence and there's a lot of other things that you could be doing. Um, but the best way to figure that out is by talking to alumni, right? And I think more of the risk has to come in, in building the confidence that you need to send that cold email to the alum that you've been following on LinkedIn and you really admire them, but you're just like, oh, I don't really know what's going to yeah. happen. I don't know if they're going to reply and so on. It's just worth constructing a short email, getting some advice from some older students who have done this, this like thing. Um, and, and take that leap because you really don't know what's going to come out of it. And in my case, I was just reaching out to Gretchen for advice and trying to get an idea about where I could be like fitting in. And now it's probably changed the trajectory of my like first few years in my career just because of that like that one email. So I would certainly say that the the biggest piece of advice that I can give is just be bold in in your decisions to to write emails to certain people. It sounds like a very like menial task, but I, but I think it daunts a lot of a lot of uh, underclassmen. It, it, it's scary. I I think you're scared of rejection and you're scared of kind of jumping outside of the uh, the status quo in terms of like you know these come like certain companies come to Williams to recruit and so on, but the people that you'll be emailing they probably won't ever come to Williams for recruitment, and right. so you'll be kind of setting off on your own path, mm -hmm. which you don't really know where it could go, but there's so much more opportunity there than there right. is just in, in, in the companies that come to the campus. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I will say that Luke uh, introduced me to Gretchen, so I'll be working at Capital G this summer as a result of yeah. know, leveraging the student-to-student uh, -student connection. Um, so you took that bold leap. <laughs> grateful yeah. for that. Um, yeah, and is there anything else that you want to mention uh, that we haven't covered? I think we covered a lot. Um, I think if students have the opportunity to do international internships. That's a really valuable thing. I think as an international student, I really value the opportunity to do internships in America. I think it definitely changes my experience from just being an international student to, right. to working in an in international environment. And indeed the Career Center offer uh, like the Alumni Internship Fund, which yeah. is like close to $4,000, which can certainly pay for, for housing and so right. on in an in international internships that don't necessarily pay um, but it's really worth taking that leap to, to go to a different country even if it's for your sophomore year or, or freshman year not necessarily yeah. your junior year um, because it can really both like improve your prospects for moving forward and also just like have a great experience that you might not have had right staying in the US yeah I agree um, yeah I will say that the school obviously has a ton of resources for students to pursue whatever opportunities they want to pursue um, and people definitely should take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, so last question we ask mm -hmm. everyone is if you had to listen to an Eve talk 
uh, what's one, I guess, uh, alumni that you'd want to hear from, mm -hmm. one student, uh, and maybe one faculty member that you'd also want to hear from? Yeah. Uh, alumni, I think it's got to be Gretchen. Yeah. Uh, Gretchen Howard is a huge inspiration for me, and I know she's been a, a huge inspiration for, for many other students, both those who have graduated and those who are currently at Williams, and so it'd be fantastic to hear her perspective, and I'm sure maybe when you're in Capital G this definitely, summer you could speak to her. Uh, as for student, um, I'd love to hear from Zach, like we always talk, and, and he's had such an interesting uh, experience in both journalism and setting up his own sort of, uh, his own image, his, his own brand, and, and that's a very unique experience that not many students have had, so I'd love to hear from, from Zach Wood. And in faculty, uh, a mentor of mine, uh, Professor Chip Chandler, um, he spent the first part of his career in, in McKinsey uh, and got all the way to the top and then decided to become a professor. And he's now one of the few professors who integrate leadership and management teaching um, into their courses. And I think it's something that is uh, undervalued. Uh, Williams, because it's one of those, the, those educations that just so few students get the opportunity to, but right. it is certainly shaped uh, the way I think about the work that I'm going into next year, um, and he is such a uh, a valuable and wonderful mentor that like I wish every student could have the opportunity right. to speak with him and have yeah. a class with him. Sounds good. Cool. Thank you, Kai. All right. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in to Eve Talks.